This is a podcast about how to talk to people you don't agree with. And this is a special episode of the guided meditation exercise. Welcome. At the end of the fourth episode, I said that there would be a separate episode for this exercise, which means that this episode can be returned to as a resource in its own right for you to keep trying. Feedback that I've had is that it's quite confusing the first or second or third times. Different things are happening because we're trying to do something that people don't commonly do. If your mind races and finds it hard to land the first time, then that makes sense. That's what the mind tries to do when it runs away from change. And if you find it hard to settle on the thing that you want to choose to to think about change with, that makes sense as well because we do resist. And maybe you just want to keep practicing. You want to keep accessing that feeling. Or maybe you would like to keep doing this work in order to facilitate change within yourself. Because absolutely every one of us has something that we need to keep working on. And that's absolutely fine and normal and admirable if you choose to keep searching it out and making sure that you are being rigorous with yourself. So I'm presuming that everybody listening to this is interested in opening up dialogue rather than continuing debate. Dialogue being a space for potential change and exchange of ideas and meaningful discussion and debate in the way that I'm going to define it for these purposes being arguing for sport, which is essentially a waste of time. For dialogue to happen, there needs to be space for change, and change only happens in a warm and compassionate space. We need to bear this in mind for when we speak to others, and we need to bear this in mind for when we speak to ourselves. Now bear in mind that if a person is confronting you, you will recognise that it's very hard to feel warm and compassionate towards that person. So if we are the people going towards people with these decisions to have these conversations and try and create a dialogue, we need to be providing the warmth and compassion to some degree. It doesn't have to be hugely loving and Buddhist in nature and entirely self-giving. It can simply be that you bear in mind you are compassionate towards that other person probably having a hard time with you starting this conversation with them and keeping your equal humanity and innate human responses in mind. So to practice accessing this compassionate space of of understanding the experience of the person that you're talking to, in this scenario, you will be the person challenging yourself to change. This should help you empathise with what it's like to be challenged so that you can access that compassion more easily. It's also to help you start a habit of challenging yourself. If you're going to challenge others' beliefs, you need to be doing this to yourself as well because you need to be rigorous with yourself to investigate your own motives for supporting certain ideas or certain structures. If we don't investigate our reasons for our beliefs ourselves, we're in no position to challenge anybody else for the reasons they hold their beliefs. Now, the reason I distinguish between dialogue and debate and choose to define debate here as arguing for support for sport and for being valueless is because I want to establish the difference between having a conversation where there is space for each person 
to understand each other better and hopefully come to a place that leads to both people doing less harm to others versus a method of communicating where it is the intent is to destroy the other person. It either builds a wall between one side and the other or attempts to completely destroy the other side. These methods of communication are age-old and they are not working. And I don't want to be part of perpetuating that any further. And I hope that in listening to this, you're somebody who also does not want to perpetuate this dysfunctional method of communication any further. So here we are keeping ourselves open to hearing things we aren't expecting to hear. We're challenging ourselves regularly so that we know we are open and we have a rigorous investigation into the beliefs that we hold so that we don't uphold any of the structures that have been so violent over the years and continue to be today. Okay, so let us begin. First of all, I'm going to ask you to do a grounding exercise and then to follow the directions that I give you. If you'd like to spend longer at any stage, just pause the, the podcast and restart it when you're ready. Now, I'm going to ask you to identify something within yourself that you know you need to work on, but that you've been resisting actively working on for some reason. I'll give you a few examples, and also please bear in mind that the very nature of this exercise is that it's difficult. As I said before, we make habits because we need them, and changing them is difficult. The habit here, for example, could well be social behaviour, or how you operate in the world, or perhaps how you interact with your family. Something that I would really suggest that you look at would be your personal privilege and whether you choose to acknowledge or address it in your day-to-day -day life. For example, if you're white, do you need to do more to dismantle the racism that you've learnt? If you're reacting against that question and feeling that you're not racist and have no work to do there, I take this moment to stay with this discomfort and irritation and look again. If you're somebody who is cis, which means not trans and not non-binary gendered, you are somebody who identifies as the gender that you're assigned at birth. And if you're a heterosexual person, you could look at if there's any changes you need to make in how you think about and support the LGBTQIA community. For example, when I tell you my pronouns are they, them, and not she, her, do you hear me, or do you hear an inconvenience about grammar, or about causing a fuss? If it seems annoying to you for me to want my identity be, to be respected, what is it that's jarring there? Maybe sit with that for a moment. And if you grew up socialised as a man, and experienced the societal benefits of that, you may want to reflect on the deep, deep work of dismantling these structures in your own psychology. If you're a cis, white, straight man, these structures that support you and can also be very damaging to you will likely be almost invisible to you. You could take this moment to explore what would be required of you to really see them and to see what that discomfort feels like when you start to look at these invisible structures that have supported you and acknowledge that there is a privilege there over almost every other member of society. Or a simple one, if you're struggling, is jealousy. Is there a petty jealousy that you know you need to address 
that makes you feel bitter and hard, but you just haven't quite got around to trying to get over it yet. Maybe sit with that and feel the discomfort of pushing on something that you know is not right and is not valuable, but that you just haven't quite been able to bear to change. Now, change always feels uncomfortable. That's how we know we're really looking at change. But don't worry, you're in a safe space to explore these bad feelings. The feelings that you're going to come up against whilst exploring those beliefs in this exercise won't last. You will be safe inside your own head. You will not need to share what it is that you decide to focus on to change. And please do create a space of warmth and compassion for yourself where you're free to explore your most difficult beliefs or habits and feel that discomfort that they cause whilst knowing this work is part of changing those difficult beliefs. So exploring them is actually working towards changing them. Be kind to yourself in this exercise and that's how you're going to learn to hold compassion for and be kind to other people when trying to have a conversation with them, creating this open dialogue that we've been working towards. Now let us finally begin proper. Sit in a comfortable quiet place where you won't be disturbed. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes but if you're in a public place like a train or a cafe just keep your eyes open but unfocused. So we'll start with a simple body-based grounding exercise. Cross your ankles and cross your wrists with the palms facing each other. Interlace your fingers. You should then be able to twist your forearms to bring your hands underneath and up to rest on your chest so it feels like you're hugging yourself. If you're closing your eyes, do so now. As you breathe in, push your tongue to the top of your mouth and as you breathe out, push it to the bottom of your mouth. Breathe normally, don't control your breath, and allow your mind to become calm as you feel your arms hugging you and your tongue moving to the movements of your breath. Listen to the sounds around you without trying to attach meaning to them. Let yourself grow heavy where you sit. Ground yourself. Stay with this for as long as you need to feel calm and grounded. Now, look to yourself and in the safe space of your mind, probe for an attitude, habit or reaction that you want or need to change. Not something that is a change that you welcome, but the sticking point at which you resist. Look for a thing that makes you uncomfortable. It's normal for your mind to try to avoid this, so it may be hard to find initially. Your mind might become scattered to avoid it, but keep looking. Don't be afraid of the discomfort, it won't last forever, and you can be compassionate with yourself once the exercise is finished. Once you've found something in yourself to challenge, Sit with it for a moment. 
Now, imagine what would change in your life if you were to act on this. Your relationships, your work, Now take a moment to contemplate what might happen if many people were to try to make a change like the one you're thinking about. Now consider what will happen in your life if you never get around to changing this habit, attitude or reaction. It's okay to feel relief at the idea of not having to work on this change anymore. That's normal, but it is avoidance. And avoidance just maintains habits. Finally, spend some time sitting with the discomfort and feel it in your body. If you're not feeling discomfort, you haven't found the right level of challenge and you will probably need to come back to this exercise again later. If you're feeling the discomfort, locate it in the body. Describe it to yourself so that you'll know it in future. Well, you'll know when you are changing and you'll be able to understand what somebody else who's undergoing this process feels like. Is it in your throat? Stomach, temples, chest, is it sharp, nausea, is it an ache? We feel the challenge to change what we think we know as a physical pain or discomfort. It becomes somatic and in the body. And this is the feeling that someone you challenge in a conversation about something you don't agree on will be feeling. Change is uncomfortable, and it can only happen in a space that is compassionate and warm. Change that comes from a cold, hard place is not true change, and it's the kind of change that we've had more than enough of. In your own time, return to the room or space that you're in. Release your hands and ankles. Shake out your limbs a little. Open your eyes, unclench and shake out your jaw and face if you need to. Do what you need to to be back in your body. If you're still feeling that discomfort, let it go now. By looking for that change, you're doing the work you need to do to not feel ashamed of those feelings that you found and those habits and ideas that you found. In past workshops, people have identified those feelings as shame and fear and guilt. Some thoughts on shame. It's been discussed as being the most damaging of emotional experiences. It destroys people's identity. If you shame someone or attempt to, you will cause the breakdown of that relationship and there's no complete return from it. 
Shame doesn't say you have done something bad. It says you are bad. If you felt shame just now, give yourself permission to recover from that shame by knowing that you intend to work on whatever it is that you identified during the exercise. Give yourself permission to grow and try again. Do your best and give yourself the chance to really explore what your best can be. And in doing so, imagine being able to give that space to somebody else potentially. Give yourselves and each other a chance to try again. In saying this, I do acknowledge that there are people and or circumstances who do not merit this work and this investment. And you should always think about where you're investing your energy based on your own experiences and concerns and who you're in conversation with. Nobody deserves you to bend over backwards if they are truly immovable and intent on causing harm. But in this moment, let's look to those hopeful connections where we might be able to open ourselves and somebody else up to a less painful way of speaking to each other. So that concludes this episode. I hope it's been useful to you and I thank you so very much for listening. All the best.